Welcome back to the Nerdy Misfits Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Matt. And today, we're going to be talking about a lots of different things, just kind of bouncing between a few things. But to start, Connor, how have you been? Well, you know, I've had some ups, had some downs, you know. It's been a, been a busy few weeks, lots going on. That, honestly, about the same. <laughs> you know, good that's things have happened. That's, that's just life, you know. Going into the summer, it's always a fun time. Yeah, ups can, and downs, Canada right? weekend just passed. Fourth of July for our American friends. Yeah, always a fun time. Um, so yeah, so what are we talking about today, Connor? How do we want to do this? Well, uh, Matt was actually asking some of you guys, the fans, um, if you guys have any questions to uh, submit to the podcast. So he has scrambled them up, and we've decided that for the next few episodes, maybe we'll start doing a couple fan questions, answering those. At the, maybe like the start slash middle of some of the podcasts, just to get you guys involved some more. So we'll uh, go through some of those. Exactly. So we'll start off. This one comes in from our listener, viewer, Zach. What's he, up, Zach? Hi, Zach. Hope you're listening. You know, this first question coming right from you out in Nova Scotia. Right, oh, right from Nova Yeah, Scotia. he's a listener from Nova Scotia. Jeez. And his question is, what's an anime, comic, manga, and or graphic novel, etc. that you've always wanted to watch or read but have never gotten into? Oh, wow. It's a loaded one to start right off, you know, <laughs> with this episode. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a big question. Um, wow. Anime, manga, comic. Mm. I think I'm going to break it down into a few, a few parts. Okay. I think... One thing that comes off the top of my head is um, the Snyder run for the Dark Universe he kind of created after Metal. Yeah, like the or Dark I guess Metal you know, during created yeah, it, but like that was like the start of it. Um, I never ended up continuing reading the rest of what Scott did, so I think that that's definitely up there high on my list that I haven't really gotten to that interests me. That's As someone who has recently made the decision <laughs> to try and collect part of that or all of that, because I also haven't read. it. There was a lot. Yeah, there's like parts, like graphic, um, like full graphic novels. There's like parts. eight or ten graphic novels to get like the full story because there's like the core storyline, which was metal, which you and I both read. We collected it. Yes. And then it just got too crazy because I was collecting like the one-off issues to show like the dark universe, different versions of Batman. And then there was that. And then there was the sequel, which was like Death Metal, I think it was called. Yeah, and I even picked up a signed copy of one of the of the volume one of death of metal yeah like the first issue at the time i thought that was just because it was like at the time it was more marketed as like the return of capullo and scott yeah and it was like oh this is awesome one last you know hurrah hurrah. it really wasn't because they just kept going (laughs) well like that spawned off and then i think there was like a justice league storyline with like which also kind of connected to it he was writing justice league at the time he was, yes. And then I think there was also the whole, like, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, which I thought was a pretty interesting concept. I think it's, like, eight or ten story, like, one-off issues that do, like, a what-if style, almost, where I think there's, like, Batman Hush, Infinite Crisis, Nightfall, Brightest Day, and it's, like, what happens if the heroes didn't win kind of thing? I think Nightfall's one of them, too. Those I find to be pretty interesting, so I don't know if you'd want to, like, add that to your potential list to read in the future, if you ever actually read them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, for 
anime, it's a little tougher. I feel like there isn't too many things that I'm like, oh, I really wanted to watch this. I just haven't gone to it. Because a lot of that stuff, I do kind of just jump in and watch or read it. it. If I finish or get far, that's a different story. But for... <laughs> but for... um. But from, I would say JoJo's Bizarre Adventures up there. Um, I have watched part one and part two. Part three has just been a constant struggle. I just want to be, you know, up to date with the memes and everyone always hypes up JoJo. So I, I would like to be able to be part of that conversation and see what all the hype's about. And I'm not big on the whole skipping parts. I know some people are like, oh, I'll just skip this. And it's like, but... It is part of the story, so I'm not a big fan of the skipping. So maybe I'll end up reading it, and maybe that's a... That's fair. Is the manga done, or is it still going on? It's still going on. Jeez Louise. Yeah, um, that's up there. Um, another one, which I don't know if I want to watch it, or I more want or desire to watch it more because of my curiosity. And that's Legends of the Galactic Heroes. It's like known as like that top-tier elitist anime. That everyone's like, once you watch this, everything else is crap because this is the greatest anime of all time. Oh no! Um, I'm intrigued by its um, popularity. I don't want to say popularity, but you know the stigma around it. So that, that definitely would be my answer. And then for a manga I haven't tried, I would probably say Slam Dunk. I'm just I've read a lot of uh, his newer works. Well, I say a lot of, but I've read ba like Vagabond, which is amazing, but. I know Slam Dunk is a little rougher at first, and the story does show some age. Um, so I think I've just been kind of nervous to start. Plus, it's also a little long, and I'm already reading so many long. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Long running, uh, long going series. So I don't. It's like, do I start another one, even if it is done? But I think that was a great question. Like those are definitely mine. What about you? This is a hard question, I think, because I think I'm very similar to you. Where mostly, if I find something that I'm super interested in, I'll just kind of go into it. But for manga, it's different, I guess, because I'm just finally getting into the manga craze, like reading through One Piece now and reading through Tokyo Ghoul Re. I definitely... For the manga, it's hard, I think. I think part of me wants to read the original Naruto because I watched it and I really enjoyed it. Right. So I guess for manga, I'd probably say Naruto. For, like, anime? I feel like Jujutsu Kaisen's too new to say, like, that's the one I've always wanted to... Yeah, watch, like, but like you were interested in it, but yeah. it's not like... Yeah, and I've watched the first two episodes, and I really want to get back into it. I just haven't gotten back into it. Yeah, fair. But for graphic novel or comics, I'd probably say... Obviously, DC, like, with the Scott Snyder, Greg Blue, like, the, the metal, definitely for me as well. But another bigger one would probably be... Um, I talk about it briefly, I think, in a previous episode, but Jonathan Hickman's Marvel's X-Men run. Yeah. There's a lot, because it starts off with, like, the House of X and Power X storyline, and then you can collect collected editions called Dawn of X. I think there's 16 volumes of that. Mm -hmm. And that's just collected issues of different X-Men titles. So you can get like a more linear story. And then that gets connected into the X of Swords storyline. Which talks about how they live on like this separate like continent now called Krakoa. And that how somehow connects to Apocalypse's like origin. It always does. No, for sure. I really don't think you can't. You can really have a big X Men storyline with somehow Apocalypse not somehow being connected to it. He is a uh, he's a key figure. He is, you know, amongst the X Men mythos. But then, yeah, and then there's the whole Reign of X, and then there's the Destiny of X, and there's the X Lives of Wolverine and the X Deaths of Wolverine. It's all interconnected from like a re semi soft reboot Marvel did, 
and I've collected the volumes through graphic novels. I just haven't like sat down and read them because there's a lot. I haven't collected all of that yet. Right. But I'm slowly getting there. Working your way. Exactly. Um, next question comes from our listener, Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Um, it's me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Please share. Um, his question is, which lantern ring would Batman be able to wear? Or if you had to choose one lantern ring, which one do you think best describes Batman? Which lantern ring best describes Batman? It's a tough question, right? There is obviously a lot. Because of the different emotions, you can say that Batman... He's a white lantern. He's a white He's <laughs> a little bit of everything. But, you know, but you can say that obviously he indirectly has rage, but then he has a lot of willpower, but then he strikes fear. Yeah, it's... Um, he gives hope to a lot of people, too. It feels like a lot of people would go to fear because that's, like, kind of what he uses as a big... Yeah. Like, um, part of if you want to say Batman's power, I'm putting air quotes here for that, because obviously, like, his goal is to strike fear into all the, you know, villains and people committing crimes. But does he do that through strict fear, or does he do that through his hope for a better future? It's both, right? Like, he definitely knows what he's doing. He definitely knows. He's, you don't dress up as a bad and have this dark vibe without knowing that you're going to strike fear into those, Right? Strike fear to the hearts of the enemy. Dun, dun, dun. But um, I feel like that's kind of like the easy answer, and we've seen that one. You know, in Forever Evil, he does yeah, get a know. Sinestro ring, yeah. But I feel like it is—it almost feels too basic to say willpower, right? Because if you say willpower, like no, no, no kidding, like he's Batman. Like he obviously conquers his own fears that he. And that's the thing. He over, not, the, the, the power to overcome great yeah. fear. It's not great that fear. he is fearless. He just overcomes it for the better. Yeah. Which is definitely very Green Lantern-esque. So, like... But then you can still make the argument that he could get a blue ring because he's doing it out of hope, hypothetically. Yeah, and he is a ragey boy. He, he is a ragey boy. So then could he be a Red Lantern? Or I feel like he can't... I feel like he doesn't have enough which, rage to which be... Which color gives him the best costume? <laughs> That's a fair <laughs> point. He's not greedy because he's already rich. So, white orange... Lantern just turns into Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true, though. Gets a white lantern ring becomes Moon Knight. That's good. I, I want to say green, I think, might be the most fitting. I think so as well. It's got... It gets but the, green or blue that, almost. Like, why would the ring, like, not choose Bruce Wayne? because he's all over the map for the emotional spectrum, one guess, ring yeah, can't choose him, right? Yeah. But he's not a, he's not able to overcome all of the different emotions, so therefore he couldn't be necessarily a regular, like, a white lantern. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think green might be the, as, like, boring of an answer it is, I think green. Well, you go through it, right? He wouldn't, he wouldn't get the red ring, he wouldn't get the orange ring. Correct. Wouldn't get white, wouldn't get black, obviously he's not dead. So those four rings, out of question. Now you have the Compassion Ring, the Indigo Corpse, but most of those people are villains forced upon with the ring to feel compassion for, about yeah, what they've they done. Yeah, yeah. So probably not, probably not the Indigo League. Indigo League. In the league. <laughs> well, you have so much Pokemon. I'm sorry. Uh, Star Sapphires, which is love. I wouldn't say Batman's doing anything out of love. Nah, it doesn't really fit in. Love, love to protect Gotham. <laughs> He loves his bat family. Uh, 
Except he doesn't. Loves him um, a lot. So it really comes down to fear, rage, hope, and willpower. I go green. I think green. Green or green, yellow? Green or yellow, but I feel like he... Rage doesn't usually get the the best of him, I would say. No. There's moments, but that's just anyone. Yeah, exactly. So then maybe... I do think green is just going to have to be the answer. It sounds sounds common, but I mean, he does have the, the ability the day, to overcome more, it, great fear. It is fear. more of his morals, more, right? Like, he's a hero. Yeah, he doesn't kill for a reason, right? He can brutally he damage. Kill. Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't kill. Very brutally damaged to the point in which you probably are. He no might as well be better off person. dead. But yeah, I think I think it just it personality wise, it kind of just fits. Yeah. Great question though, Eddie. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Eddie. And we'll do a third question before we move on. This question is coming from Tim. What's up, Tim? What's Thanks up, Tim? Thanks for listening. We'll hopefully have you on a future episode soon. Yes, we're um, excited to have Tim on. Super pumped. Um, but his question is, favorite storyline out of the Star Wars animated series? So whether it be Clone Wars, Resistance, Rebels, whichever. Okay. What's your favorite storyline out of the Star Wars animated series? Favorite storyline of the Star Wars animated. Okay. And if you say the Clone Wars movie, <laughs> I have questions. Okay. Um. Well, I definitely probably look towards the Clone Wars. I'd say that... That's my favorite animated Star Wars show. And my favorite arc storyline. I would say my favorite is the Ahsoka trial arc. Okay. Super emotional. If I'm, I don't want to spoil it for uh, for people, but makes you question the Jedi. It's also super emotional. And Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters in, in Star Wars lore, so... That, that, that's that's why that's also up there. So. That's what, like mid-clone? Is it closer to the end of Clone Wars, right? It's, it's closer like, to the end. I think it's season six. Five or six, I think. Yeah. Okay, okay. But it is definitely got some emotional moments. It got it has moments that also make you so angry at the Jedi Council. And I feel like that that's shows how good it is because it makes you feel those things. Very confused, yeah. Um, and then personally... I, th- I feel like this does classify as a story arc, in my opinion, but I don't know if it does. Or, like, I, you know what? It's a storyline, not a story arc, so I feel like this counts. Like, the Darth Maul, like, saga, kind of, like, the story we just, see of just Darth the Maul. overall of it carrying out throughout. Yeah, like, Clone Wars into Rebels. Rebels, yeah, because yeah. without spoiling too much, obviously everyone knows Darth Vader's, Darth Vader, wow, Darth Maul is still alive, yes. right? We see him, he has a cameo in the Solo movie. Mm-hmm. So we see him there, and we see him throughout Clone Wars. We see him in Rebels as well. And I think just him kind of popping up, and it gives a proper payoff to an incredible character we got to see in Phantom Menace. Well, and he helps build up Mandalore, like, too, a lot of... Like, exactly. Lot of too. There's a lot. And then right up to his finale in Rebels, when we see him again with a certain character. Get one shot? Yeah, pretty much. But it's <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's Honestly, a nice that payoff. That was though. one of the most anticlimactic things, in my opinion, when I saw it. That was not what I was expecting. It was still cool. But the goosebumps going into oh, that yeah. scene. The goosebumps and like the initial like encounter they have is like great. But I just wasn't expecting it to just be like you're just like wow, goddamn. <laughs> oh, we're this is over now. But yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a single arc because he kind of like 
overarches. In he kind of pops in for a little bit, disappears, pops up again. You know, it's more that he's an awesome. It's a cool character, and they made him so much more than yeah. he seemed originally. And we got to see a lot of his backstory too, right? Yep. When we see Savage Oppressed come in for a little bit too, we're oh, like, I hate that name. I I'm not the biggest fan of it. Too, <laughs> too, I hate that. Like, I hate it's so on the nose, but okay. Yeah, it is cool. But to like see, that like, connection that to it, that, you know, that planet and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, within the Night Sisters and stuff too. Like they're it, creepy. They're very, <laughs> very unsettling. Yeah, it's to very be honest. indeed. But yeah, that's a good one too, for sure. Oh. But yeah, guys, thanks for the questions. We'll definitely be answering more in future episodes as we go through. Definitely, either couple, every couple episodes, every yeah. episode, depending how many questions we get. Um, and also speaking of questions, if you check us out on Spotify. We are actually also throwing questions in with our weekly episodes. So if you check out our episode where we talk about DC stories, we leave a question there for you guys to answer saying, what's your favorite DC storyline? And we've tossed some questions up on various episodes as well. Now, Connor, is that just on Spotify or is that on other platforms as well? I believe that is just on Spotify. Just on Spotify? Yep. Spotify exclusive for Spotify you fans? Spotify feature. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys feel like it, check it out and answer the questions. I'd love to see them. And if you guys have any more questions for us, you can also just drop them up. You, you know, can Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, Instagram. You can even email us if you're feeling fancy, I guess. Yep, 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 for sure. Um, that's that's all stuff available on our social medias. And Connor, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, you've already mentioned it. Uh, you've actually picked up reading One Piece recently. You've been cranking through it, so I thought maybe we'd maybe get a couple questions in before you're caught up. Yeah. And we can see if anything's changed opinions or... By the time I'm caught up. Yeah. Yeah. So to give you, the listeners, some uh, history-ish, I guess, when it comes to me and One Piece... Some context. Some context. I've watched One Piece up into the time skip, which is about episode 550 or so. Yep. And then... One Piece, the manga, is past chapter 1,000. It's been going on for a while, and we yeah, talk we're about... past 1,050. Yeah, I think it's on, like, 1,053 yeah. before Oda took a break. But basically, I've wanted to jump into One Piece for so long, and I bit the bullet. I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. And I wanted to start back from the beginning, and then Connor talked me out of it and decided that I was like, I should just start basically where I stopped watching anime. Which is what I did, which I think was chapter 598. And so I need I started picking up from there, and I've been, I just took recently a break, but I calculated it. I needed to read 11 chapters a day, every day, to be caught up for when Oda comes back in a couple weeks. Yeah, so just to preface, I'm sure Matt will go back and read the initial... One to 500 the first or hundred, First but 598 the chapters. The thing is, Matt wanted to catch up before Oda came back. So one, that's just ridiculous. He's going to get burnt out and, you know, you just don't enjoy the series as much. So that's one reason why I recommend it. And two is, overall, they do do a pretty solid job of following the manga. So that I felt comfortable telling him to do that. And the other thing is, it's a, it's a much easier way of getting into a lot of your favorite series. If you've watched the anime and you've enjoyed it, sometimes it is. Just start off where you left off and go on, you know? Because it can feel repetitive if you if the they do a good job and it's pretty accurately done, it just is it can feel repetitive. Um, obviously, starting from the beginning is great, but don't feel like you always have to. If you've watched it, sometimes it is good to just it, you know if it gets you into the series and you want to keep reading from where you left off, do it. Don't let exactly. don't let someone else tell you how to enjoy a story. <laughs> Which I think yeah, I will go back obviously and read it eventually, but I think it was a good call because I think it was I had to read like twenty four 
chapters a day if I wanted to catch up in time, if I started from the beginning. Um, but yeah, to be you got fair, to do. yeah, I, I do have a life um, outside of One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's crazy, I know. Um, but that being said, I did read a bunch. I've been reading a bunch, and I finished up about three story arcs, four story, story arcs. So I started with Fishman Island, yeah, and then it was Punk Hazard, then Dress Rosa, and then my favorite arc so far that I've read, which I mean, which is though a nice little tiny arc in comparison to Dress Rosa and the rest of them. And then I've just started the journey into Whole Cake, which without going to spoilers for people that want to listen listen wow i have people that want to read Slash one piece one. watch one piece stuff i don't want to spoil too much especially in this we'll have a separate one piece fully themed episode probably in the future sometime yeah, for sure um but yeah there's so much stuff that's about to happen i can feel like the slow buildup in whole cake island seems to be will probably end up being potentially my favorite arc so far because there's a lot of storytelling where i found in like dress rosa and punk hazard there's a bit of storytelling, and then it was just action-packed, fully. Like, Dress Rose, I felt like there was, like, battle after battle after battle after battle. A little bit of story. More battling, more battling. Where I feel like Whole Cake, we have, like, sprinkled, like, a battle or two, but it's a lot more story. And we're getting some more backstory of certain characters, and we're really starting to expand more into the mythos of One Piece, even more than we already have. So I think uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited, to be honest. I mean, Whole Cake is a the large size of an arc and i think wano's even larger than that yes i think wano's the longest arc in one piece which before that it was dress rosa right because dress rosa is 102 chapters i think somewhere around there yeah so wano's gonna beat that that's insane um but yeah do you have any questions for me in regards to one piece well i guess we should start off and should people read one piece plain and simple or watch i guess or yeah i think if you're a Shonen Jump junkie, or you like original storytelling, and you want to see the big hype behind this episode, a thousand episode, a thousand plus chapter storyline, I 100% recommend it. There is insane storytelling and incredible foreshadowing. Yeah, it's like, it's a good, it's insane short form and long form. Yeah, like even if you just read the first couple arcs and you're like, maybe it's not for me, that's okay too. But literally there's stuff that happens in the first two chapters that is pretty much paying off a thousand chapters later i'm pretty sure and there's other things that there's a character that pops up like five storylines ago and they give something to the straw hat pirates and it's come important now at long last at long last in whole cake island something that was just like a one-off thing here you go yeah you didn't even know who it was for who the yeah was you can make the assumption that it could have been for this character we're not sure and then it finally gets paid off and you're like oh I completely forgot that scene even happened. Yep, yeah, for sure. There's Oda is definitely amazing. His the king of foreshadowing. Yeah, his long form storytelling and building stuff up is fantastic. Long and short. Short sometimes they're you know sometimes it can be a bit better in certain places, but I feel like overall it's just the world is also amazing. Yeah, the world itself is really good, and I think it's cool too because Oda will sometimes literally plant like almost like a false seed where you're like, hmm. This random thing seems super important. I need to keep an eye on this. And then it doesn't pay off. But you can't even be, like, angry at Oda. Because he's literally almost like a magician. Because you're like, this could pay off. But while you're focusing on this thing, this item that happened 40 chapters earlier that you're like, oh, that doesn't matter, is actually super important. And it's just this constant, like, 
fun foreshadow storytelling and i'm a sucker for foreshadowing because i think it's a very if it's done properly yeah i've seen bad foreshadowing it does you're right and i think honestly like what i've read and what i've watched it's like there's no overall complaints i feel like there is some story arcs that kind of drag on a little bit too much and apparently they do drag on in the anime a little bit as well where certain scenes that happen in a few panels lasts a couple episodes but i think that's just anime (laughs) well it's like kind of like how toy has adapted instead of like doing crazy fillers it's just the pacing has suffered immensely in the one piece yeah for um, sure if you love bingeable if you love binging stuff whether reading or watching and you there's no better series on one piece Things never ending. Exactly. You will be able to binge that it'll for sure. It'll be there for you. You can take a break. It'll still be there for you. <laughs> so, but, um, okay. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a fantastic story. Um, obviously, I don't think I would recommend it as your first ever anime or manga. Oh, gosh, no. But once you got a few under your belt, because the one thing is that I will say that feels bad is the amount of time you can spend watching or reading One Piece and how many stories overall you, or straight up anime you could watch in that time is insane. Yeah, if you're starting off in the anime or manga, definitely. I can't even comment on this actually because I haven't read too much manga and I'm reading One Piece. Yeah, that's fair. I can't really comment. I was going to say that I wouldn't recommend going fully into it, but to be fair, I've been watching anime long you can take enough. It one arc at a time. Yeah, because, I think which is kind of what I'm doing. I feel like. A good way of handling One Piece and not getting burnt out is like, hey, I'll read a couple arcs, especially the early arcs. I feel like One Piece wouldn't survive if it came out today. No, if it started today, it's, I don't think it would. It definitely has a bit of a slow buildup. But it's fine. The buildup is good. Which kind of leads me into another one of my questions. What point? At what point in One Piece, when you were watching it, I guess is a is a is more the more important one, is the point where you were like. Yeah, I'm. I'm in it. I'm. I'm. I'm ready to watch it for the long haul. Like you were like, "Yep, I don't care how long it is or how long it takes. I'm going to be watching this show." Ooh, this is hard. Actually, I'm going to look at a timeline quick when it comes to the arcs, because obviously there's a there's my opinion on Skypea, which I wasn't the biggest fan of. Yeah, but Skypea is also like, you know, it's decent. It's a decent ways in. Yeah. No. Gosh. No. I think you know what? Like looking at the timeline of storylines and everything like that. Like. First couple villains, like Arlong, great character for villain mm-hmm. to start. Like, obviously, in the grand scheme of all the villains we yeah, see he later was like, on. He was definitely, like, the first real feeling villain. Like, yeah. the, where there felt like a really true threat. Exactly. And, and you there were was like, a lot of emotion behind it. A lot of emotion, especially with Nami. You know, again, not spoiling anything, but it is at the very beginning. I mean, it was 25 years ago this thing was written. So, <laughs> I can spoil a little bit of this. But yeah, with like just the connection that Nami had to Arlong and how that all pulls together, I think that's what kind of sold me. Because I was like, wow, this is like core storytelling already, and I'm just at the beginning. Yeah, I think that also shows how patient you are, too. Because that's yeah. like, what, chapter 50, 60 area, maybe? For Yeah, even for Arlong. the mo- for the anime, it's really similar, too. Yeah, so that, I think that shows like a lot of patience. Because you have to remember now, like, if you don't capture someone in like three episodes... Yeah, it looks like, so Arlong Park arc actually starts on what looks to be chapter 69. Nice. Nice. Uh, but no, I think because you, with One Piece, you I don't want to say you just get thrown right into it, but you kind of do, because you get introduced to this, like, rubber boy that you're not really sure, he just wants to be King of the Pirates, cool. But <laughs> then, like, you just meet Zora right off the bat, and yeah, Luffy's like, very quick. Um, he's going to be my friend kind of thing, I'm going to save him, he's going to join. And Zora 
it's just funny because from the beginning to what One Piece is now, even where I am, the character relationship that Luffy has with Zoro, or Zolo, depending, <laughs> um, the dynamic between them is phenomenal. Because when you first meet Zolo, Zoro, whatever you want to call him, he's so serious, and he's like, no, like, just leave me here to die kind he, of thing. He wins, he wins Zoro over. He does. Yeah. And, like, since then, like, that's great character development throughout the entire journey of One Piece so far. So I think just meeting Zoro, I was like hooked and I was intrigued. And then he introduced other characters. And then you finish Arlong, you get introduced to the whole Drum Island arc, which has Chopper. And you're like, this is a little cute little talking reindeer. And then you're like, wow, his backstory is heckin' depressing, just like every other character so far. So, so you just kind of liked it from the beginning. Yeah, and like then, I think, like, just as things happened, yeah. like, wow, that was awesome. Wow, that was awesome. And then, yeah. And just you're just like, yeah. It just kept getting better. And then you get to, like, Arab like Alabasca, and you meet, like, Ace more, and you see more stuff with him, and you're just like, yeah, I'm stuck. Like, I'm stuck in this. It's like, because there's not really, of the core characters you meet, or, like, even supporting characters that help out the Straw Hats, even as annoying as some characters may be, you can't really hate them. That's fair, yeah. Because even Buggy the Clown, okay? Not the biggest fan of him, but I'm still here for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, like, the big part is, um, for me, when I was first watching it, because I, I, watched, I watched it before I read it as well, um, mm -hmm. for me, the moment where I was like, yo, I'm definitely down for watching this was when uh, the Baratier arc, when Zoro fights Mihawk. Yeah. And he's down there, and he promises to Luffy, like, he's never going to lose a fight again to the King of the Pirates. And I was like, you know, that one hit me. I was like, whoa. There's a lot of hitful moments in One Piece. That, yeah, well. like, that just make you, like, you know. Keep right in the feels. feels. Yeah, yeah you're so like, oof. That was, like, the part where I was just like, all right, you got me. I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm sold. All right. And let's see what else. I, I have a couple things still to okay. ask you. All right. Um. What, for you, at the current moment, is your favorite arc? I think you said it was Zoe. Zoe, yeah. And what's your least favorite arc? I feel like I've kind of already answered these from what we talked, but definitely, I think Zoe, as small as the arc it is, and I'm not, like, no one really talks about this arc from people that I've talked to when it comes to One Piece. It kind of just happens, and we move on, and then that, like, connects to, obviously, with Whole Cake and Wano and stuff. But I think it was good, because... As soon as the time skip happens, you come back, you got Fishman, Punk Hazard, Dressrosa. It's so action-packed. There's a lot of things that happens. And then Zoe is just like this cute little tiny arc. You get introduced to a bunch of interesting characters that we haven't really seen. Island. Interesting island, to say the least. <laughs> and it's just this, I think it's like 20 chapters maybe. And it just happens. You meet some really cool characters and you get a lot more myth. There's a lot of like mythos and history of one piece that plays into that little arc i find because there's some super important information you find out in that arc that connects directly to whole cake and i'm as well as we're kind of told it does directly connect to wano mm -hmm. so i think like just having this little tiny relaxing arc kind of relaxing arc i guess it just gets me pumped for what's about to happen yeah, it's like a nice little quick breather. Yeah, it was nice because because uh, of how big Whole Cake and Wano is, I'm like, I need just a little soft break, and I think Zoe did that. And there's a character named Carrot, which I'm I'm a big fan of. Fair enough. All right, and, uh, and then my favorite. I think I know. I think it's, it's just Skypea. Skypea. 
I don't know what it is about Skypea. I just haven't, uh, I remember watching it and I'm like, oh, is this over yet? Cause yeah, you it, just felt the drag a bit? Yeah, I felt like Skypea is definitely, for watching wise, dragging. And then for reading, pro like, I don't, it's not the worst arc. It's not my least favorite arc, but I did feel like Dressrosa dragged on a little bit. Just in parts, like, not overly. But there was a couple parts that I was like, okay. Oh, this is still going on. Okay. And then, like, five chapters later, they go back to that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's happening still. All right, fair enough. And I guess for, we'll leave it off at this last question before you get caught up, and then we'll go through all of them again. Um, but who's your favorite straw hat or character, or maybe both? Maybe they're different. Maybe they're the same. I don't know. Like, overall? Yeah, so far in the story, from where you've read. Oh, gosh. Okay, so, personally, oh, my top, okay, I love Carrot, but she's still new, so I don't want to counter in this question yet, because, you know, I don't know how longer we're going to see Carrot for, personally. Just met Carrot. Just met Carrot, so I can't Some think. recency bias. Yeah. So, but overall, my two favorite characters, if I have, to, I can't, I don't know if I can pick one. Okay, but, who's your favorite Straw Hat? Are they your two favorite characters both Straw Hats, or? Technically, no, but technically. I don't know for the second one. Okay, for where I am right now with the Straw Hats, Brooke is my favorite. Brooke is your favorite. He's yeah, your favorite. I think that, the musician... That foreshadows that, like... Yeah, he wants a musician. Chapter 10 or whatever Chapter 10, it is, he says like, he oh, wants a musician. musician. And then just Brooke's introduction, where you see the talking skeleton, Luffy goes like, all right, he's going to be on my crew. And the rest of the, the Straw Hats are like, Luffy, no. Like, it's not happening. And then Brooke's just this fun character... You get foreshadowed a little bit of Wano when we first see Brooke as well. Yeah. And, like, you see, it's so funny because you see, like, Zoro and Sanji and they're fighting and they're, like, so extreme. And then Brooke just, like, it's funny because he just, like, moves his sword he does, like, just the a little bit. Anime, he does the classic anime, like, sheets in and that's when stuff happens. Yeah. Well, I guess Zoro does it too, but... He, yeah. But I feel like... But you do see Zoro move it. for the swords more yeah. and everything where Brooke's just like, whoo! And then Brooks wanted poster post time skip is fun too because it's his concert poster for yeah. a little bit. I thought that was pretty cool. And then the second character, which I wasn't really sure because technically it's it's foreshadowed that Jinbei is going to join the Straw Hats, and I know he does eventually. No. I maybe I don't know. But Jinbei, I think Jinbei is like. There's been a lot of storytelling through Jinbei, and I enjoy how Jinbei kind of pops up, leaves comebacks again and then there's a scene that happens without spoiling too much that Jimbe is like oh no i want to join the straw hats but i gotta go do this first and then that's starting to pay off now where i am good old foreshadowing like we've discussed multiple times already this episode well and it's like he said something and he wasn't it wasn't like you know he really was he really was had yeah stuff to do yeah exactly and he does want to join the straw hat i think just the chemistry between Jimbe. yeah from the first and you luffy in, uh, in pell down yeah you're like, okay, this character seems super important at some point. Yeah. So yeah, so probably definitely Jinbei and Brooke. Cool characters designs, both of them. Yeah, both, both unique. For sure. The whale shark. The whale shark person. The whale shark fish man. Awesome. Okay. And then is any you know, anyone else you want to mention? Carrot, I guess. We can give an honorable mention to Honorable Merit. Yeah. I just met them. Yeah, Carrot, I think I'm intrigued to see what's gonna happen with Carrot because part of me is like, yo, Carrot to join the Straw Hat crew from where I am right now. Because it's, it's a new humanoid race. Yeah, it's that, like a race that's not part of the crew. Yeah, even though Chopper can Chopper's argue... A he has he's a human-human fruit. He has a human-human fruit, but basically looks like a mink. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, mink. he's like an honorary mink without yeah. mink abilities. But I think, yeah, I'm super excited 
to see what happens with Carrot. Maybe Carrot will join this list. Maybe Carrot just disappears after Whole Cake and we don't see her ever again. I don't know yet. So stay tuned, I guess, for myself and viewers. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, off of that, um, we'll definitely ask a lot of the questions over again, see if your opinions have changed when you're caught up. And then... Which I, I think I have 19 days yeah. as of recording this to catch up. And then we can go through both of our answers for... We'll set up a list of some extra questions as well. Questions okay. I can ask you and vice versa. Yeah, we can kind of go through that so you guys can look over, look forward to a strictly one-piece um, theme special or episode, depending. Yeah, depending on what we do. What else, Matt? What else is on your mind? What else have you been up to? Honestly, just reading One Piece. Like, I, I took a small break and read something else which we don't need to talk about all right fair enough but um that sounds super creepy when i say it that way yeah i started reading what baruto. Dojin did you read <laughs> started reading baruto just because i was a fan of naruto and our one friend was like read baruto and told me how weird and bad it is and for some reason that intrigued me a lot that's because the mad way. it's the mad way you know it's like oh this is trash don't read or watch this and i'm like i'm in I'm let's do it you everything's trash <laughs> we'll get Matt to watch it. Jujutsu Kaisen is trash. Matt, don't watch it. Alright, I'll watch King it. Slayer's trash. All the hit animes. Absolute trash. Just Never garbage. Never touch Berserk. Alright, sounds good. Insta read. Insta read. No, but I needed something that was slightly less mindless, I think, too, after reading One Piece for a bit. And, it, like, Berto is not the best, right? The first eight chapters is literally just the movie. Is it scratching your shinobi itch? Is that the problem? I think it is, yeah. Because I, I wanted to read Naruto, but I decided not to yet. Fair. Until yeah, I was a, caught up on One Piece. Some would say that that's a long one. 700 chapters, I think? Yeah, 72 volumes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 72 volumes. So, you know, that's, uh, I mean, here I am reading One Piece, <laughs> so I can't say too much anymore. Yeah, but back to back, like, Back to know, back, yeah. I will that. find, hopefully, a different manga to read after One Piece that's a little bit smaller. I will finish up Promise Neverland. I only have about oh, yes, 30 chapters. Oh, yeah, we have talked about that before. Max so. still has 30 chapters of the Promise Neverland. But I think I'll read that after done One Piece, and then I'll go from there. I'm still reading through Tokyo Ghoul Read. Pick that back up today for a little bit. That's fair, yeah. That'll be a quick read, I think, for you. Yeah, there's 16 volumes, and they're physical, so I'll be able to kind of swipe through it. Read through it, not swipe. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I um, recently read, well, I've only read what is officially released in English of um, My Dress Up Darling. Okay. That's been super sweet. Also. What's that one about? It's about a girl who wants to cosplay, and she's like kind of pop. I guess you can say she's popular. She's popular, cute girl who wants to do cosplay. And the main character is a, like, loner to himself, kind of a loser guy that he's, like, shy, and he's his family makes, um, freak, I can't remember what they're called. They make, like, the Japanese dolls, and he's always been made fun of for playing with dolls. Okay. Because he loves it. He loves, he lives with his grandpa, and that's what his grandpa does, and he developed the same passion that his grandpa has for it, right? And as a kid... When another young kid who's a female sees you, a male, playing with a doll, they're like, why are you playing with dolls, right? Even though technically he's not really playing with it. He's admiring it because he wants to make them. But, um, so he's always been, like, self-conscious about that. Okay. Right? Because he doesn't want to make fun of him. And then, basically, this girl finds out that he can sew. And she can't. And he ends up helping her make cosplays. And she's basically, like, she basically makes him um, feel good about himself where she's like, like, screw people who don't support, like, what you like. Like, 
screw them. Just like what you like. Like, be you. Like, she's so unapologetic for being herself. And she's trying to, like, basically, without knowing it, is also imbuing this into our main character, right? Where now he's starting to feel a lot more confident being like, yeah, I should just like my stuff for me. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So, I feel like that's, like, the biggest thing that I've read for me. Um, when it comes to other stuff, um, just, you know, the new season of anime started, so I won't say much about that, because I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll definitely like, talk about that. I haven't looked into couple, what has started so couple, far. Yeah, a couple episodes have aired, so catch up on those, and we'll talk about those at another date, I'm sure. But in terms of reading, yeah, that's the biggest thing I've read. I'm trying to, like, slow myself down and be more, um, usually I read and then I'll just keep reading from other sources <laughs> but this one i've just been trying to like i'll just read it as it comes out to kind of control my reading and the, allow me to give me time to read and watch other things instead of just binge reading one thing that's fair i feel 100%. like it's a good way of controlling what i'm reading too being like hey i'll pick up that volume when it comes out every few months and then I'll, you know that way I go from there it's little by little but yeah it's definitely been enjoyable i would definitely recommend it if you guys want like a kind of fun, cutesy slights of life thing that makes you feel good and helps kind of give you your self-confidence where you're like, hey, yeah, I shouldn't apologize for being me. No, 100%. That sounds pretty good, though. Maybe I'll have to check that out. There's How long also is that? some, uh, you know, classic anime slash manga panels where there might be a little... Risque. Yeah, you know. How many chapters or how many volumes is it so far for that? Uh, I think it's only five. Okay, that's not bad at all. Maybe I'll read that as a... Uh... It's a break. It was a break from One Piece after I'm cut up. Yeah, that's for sure. Anything uh, else you'd like to add this uh, episode there, Connor? No, I think this has been a pretty good podcast, guys. Um, like you said, we'll definitely ask more questions. We'll okay. try our best to sneak them in, basically. Yeah. I think. Thank as long you as we again. don't have a guest, I think we'll try and come yeah. up three, four questions an episode if we can, and then continue on with whatever the regular uh, Whatever, yeah, the, the regular program. Uh, thank you to Eddie, Zach, and Tim for submitting questions to us and listening to the podcast boys. yeah thank you all three of you so much for listening um always good to hear feedback and know that we are getting listened to yeah that people are listening and that they are interested and want to ask questions and hear our opinions that's fantastic we'll continue to give our horrible opinions exactly and as always you can check us out on all of the good old social media and listening platforms we're literally on a bunch of things so just look up the nerdy misfits podcast obviously you probably already did that because you're listening to us yep, already we're the logo with the n and the n that look like mountains exactly anywho i'm matt and i'm connor and we will see you all next wednesday <laughs>